What's going on, boys and girls? We got a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We interviewed Liam Robbins, the Picasso of powerlifting. I think that's the name I agreed on. Yeah, Picasso of powerlifting on the show. And it was a bit of a different interview. Um, Liam is known for making sketches of powerlifters on his page. He is a really important part of the powerlifting community. But at the same time, he is going into his first competition, and it's a different interview where we talk about mostly how his page grew, how what it means to the powerlifting community, um, also kind of the issues there is running that page and doing those sketches. Uh, we talk a lot about social media, trolls, and all that kind of stuff. So really interesting interview with him. Long interview, too, so we're not going to do the beginning segments or closing segments. We're just going to go right into all of um, the interview and some good information there as well. So, uh, yeah, we I give some advice. We kind of go back and forth on the very first powerlifting meet, too. So uh, terrific interview with him. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about Rivalus. Guys, girls, go to Rivalus.net. Use promo code ANGELO15 to get 15% off of your proteins, your creatines, your branch amino acids, your pre-workouts, the merchandise. Use promo code ANGELO15 and save some money. Get 15% off of any purchase you make on Rivalus. Also, visit 2whitelights.com. Go to the online store. Get yourself a t-shirt. We have multiple. We got the Shit is Light, Bomb Out Club, and our logo, so get those. Visit our blog as well. And without further ado, here is Two White Lights. I got with me via FaceTime our first international interview, technically. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to count this as inter- international. I got the Picasso of powerlifting. I believe I called him the Da Vinci of powerlifting. You guys have seen his page. You guys have seen the numerous amount of strength athletes and powerlifted, powerlifters being sketched on his page. I got with me the one, the only, Liam Robbins. How you doing, my man? That is one hell of an introduction, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm Sorry. getting good at introducing people. Yeah, I, I could tell it's your forte now. Like, yeah. I'm sure, like, like, I've listened to, like, a few of your podcasts, and you've gotten better and better and better with each introduction. So that, my friend, I am honored for being called Picasso, even though I'm not on this level, but we're getting there, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to talk some shit on Picasso. I don't understand a lot of his art. I was going to ask you, though, because I called you Da Vinci of Powerlifting when you made a sketch of me, and I just called you the Picasso of Powerlifting because alliteration and it sounds better. But what would you like to be called? Da Vinci of Powerlifting or Picasso of Powerlifting? Honestly, I barely, I know just as many artists as you do, so let's just, I don't know. Like, we'll just say Da Vinci at this point, but I could go straight to, like, Van Gogh. I could go to Monet. See, I'm listening to all these artists as if they're like it'll raise my IQ as I'm talking to you, but we'll just stick with Da Vinci. Yeah, I was good, pretty much Picasso is one that sticks out of my mind, but I think past the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I don't know any artists. Yeah, I guess it's like everybody knows the main four because of the Ninja Turtles. So shout out to the Ninja Turtles for that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, the, educating our nation's youth through their artistry, but. Uh, uh, yeah, and you are extremely influential in powerlifting because you do something cool. 
you yeah. make sketches of powerlifters and kind of give them a platform to just kind of promote them. So before we get into your uh, fitness and powerlifting journey and how you got started in that, how did you get started making those sketches? Well, it's actually like a really, like, it's, it's more of a long story, but like, it's not that long though, but it's a cool story. So before I even thought about making sketches on Instagram, like, I was looking through like my like Instagram feed on my main account and I saw Steve Gentile offering coaching and my gut feeling in the time was like maybe I should reach him out just interested because I was competing provincially in swimming mm-hmm. and so I wanted like I was really like I just came off like a 12-year career a year off like didn't know what to do with like my life like just going through school and not knowing what to do so I wanted to like go for like a collegiate record, but I needed help with someone to help me with like powerlifting. I wanted to see if I could be faster than I was with like tr- powerlifting training. So I reached out to Steve, and so we were just talking back and forth. And then when I hired him as a coach, I sent him videos like through Google Drive, like Google Mail, and all that. And I kept thinking to myself after like weeks on that, I was like, dude, this is not really useful. Okay, I'm not to wait like five. 10 minutes to upload a video just so I could send him one and I was sending like four more so I decided like open up like just a regular lifting account Lee Robbins Lift what it is currently mm-hmm. but it just started off as like a training log just for Steve just so I could like post and then send it to him right away mm-hmm. and so after that like I was just testing like I was being that like regular 13 year old kid even though I was like 19 at the time <laughs> like oh let's see how many followers i could get when i just followed them and followed back like so i was being that asshole doing that but and you so, were 19 so successful at that age yeah I when you're 27 so. years old you should stop fucking doing that to me because you're really you're asking for me to put you on blast <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm like i'm 20 i'm 21 right now so i guess it's like i'm still at that acceptable stage even though mm, I'm you're, you're cutting it yeah, I am you're cutting it short <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it's borderline pushing it, though. It's just yeah. more to the pathetic stage. <laughs> but, um, so, I was just, I was doing that at, like, 19. But, like, I was also experimenting, because I was with a, a company at the time, and I was doing their Instagram pages. And I was just seeing, like, testing, like, like, I had no experience in, like, marketing. It was just, like, a close friend of mine with a clothing apparel company. He's like, oh, help me out with Instagram. So, on my account, I was just testing Oh, like, what works, what doesn't work. It wasn't, like, to promote myself. It was just, all right, what works just so I could try it out for my friend's page. And so I was doing, like, follow this, follow back. I was messaging, hey, yo, you shout my page. Like, doing all that stuff. Just not to promote myself, but just to see what works. And so fast forward, this was, like, in November, December. Fast forward to June, Ju- no, July. I had, like, I was just sitting alone at night, like, just, just having, like, a night to myself. And I just... I always see those sketches, like, uh, for those who follow, like, Brendan Shaw, Bill Rogan, there's that one artist that they promote for their, like, posters. It's, like, the really, like, freaky, like, tiny eyes, big lips, mm-hmm. like, big, it's, like, real, you know, like, the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, now, so, now that I think about it, yeah, that's, that very similar. Yeah, so, like, I was looking at it, I was, <laughs> I was, like, for some reason, like, that's how I, like, operate in my mind, like. I just, like, I'll, I'll picture something like that, and I'm like, that is really cool. Like, I wish I could do that. So I'm like, all right, let's just see what it looks like. And so I did, like, a really bad version of what I was thinking of, like, on paper. Then I scanned it, and then I put it on, like, Microsoft, like, Microsoft Paint and just trying it there. And then my gut feeling was like, let's see what it looks like if I post it. So I post it, 
and I just captioned it. Well, um, I just tried something new, this first sketch. I don't remember what the caption was, but I remember saying, like, oh, it's first draft or whatever, like, no biggie. Like, that's not who I am. Because at first I had, like, I had all my lifting videos, but they're, like, crap videos. But it was just, just what I was known for. Mm-hmm. And I just had that one drawing. And I was like, uh, this is just what I do on the side, just seeing how it looks on Instagram. And then I thought, what was, my gut feeling was like, what would Steve look like as a cartoon? Like, so I tried Steve. This is in, like, this is, like, a couple days later. And Steve commented, like, oh, y'all are so cool, man. Thanks. Like, all that. But in my head, I'm like, ah, fuck me. Like, I, I look like a desperate, like, trying to impress Steve. And so I'm like, oh, sick. Like, I thought it was so cool he commented, even though I'd known him for months. And I was like, fuck me, I'm being, like, a desperate fan here. But then all of a sudden, like, because I, I was a lifeguard at the time. And so um, I was just checking my phone, and I saw, like, a, oh, y'all so cool, man, like, when he commented. Then I put my phone down, and then I went on chair to, like, go on my shift for lifeguarding. It was like 15 minutes, and then I come back in, and then I see another notice that says, uh, Steve tagged you, and like, I'm like, whoa, hold on, he's tagged me? And then, whoa, he, he, he commented on me? And then I see like a bunch of notice, like, oh, this guy follows you. I'm like, who the hell are these people? So I check it, and then I check on my wall, Steve like reposted my drawing. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, like, I was losing my mind in the office. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was checking, it's like, like 500 likes. I'm like, 500 likes? I couldn't comprehend that. Like, I'm looking at that. And then I check on my wall. And then I'm like, all right. So at the time, I think it was like 2K followers or something like that. It was like, wasn't big. And then I'm looking on like the likes uh, button to see like who liked your photo. And all I see is just like 30 people following me back. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is all going at once. And I couldn't like comprehend it. And for some reason, I thought, Wait, like, let's just let's just see what happens if I do it for other lifters, because this I, I did not think of it as a business idea, and I'll I'll get to that. But I was like, fuck, like, like you know, um, Adam Rodriguez, like Hulk Smash. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So him, like, like I'm sure that Steve's gang is him, Mason Cervantes, Adam mm-hmm. Rodriguez, and Andy Huang. Is yeah. it Huang? I think I, it's I Huang. Yeah, it's I think Huang. it's Huang. Okay. Sorry I could be, if yeah. I butcher it, yeah. if you're listening. Everyone knows him as huge Asian guy, so. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like, the huge Asian guy. So, I posted, like, Mason Cervantes a day later, and then he reposted it, and then Steve commented, oh, you should do these, like, Adam and, like, Andy next. And I was like, yeah, sure, like, I'll do it, like, I'll do it, like, the next two right away. And so, Andy followed me once I said that, and I'm like, holy fuck. Fuck, like, that was the first big follow-back. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Just so, this is, like, Christmas, like, for the next, like, five days. So, I did them, and then Kayla Wollum followed me after I posted the next two. I was like, dude, this is fucking insane. I looked up to him for so long, and then in my gut, I was like, maybe I should do one for, like, Kayla Wollum next. And then that's when, like, the, that was one of my big ones. Mm-hmm. I posted it. He reposted it. And then he messaged me. This is when it started. He messaged me and said, dude, you should sell your drawings. I'll literally post the price on my page to shout you out to get started. I'm like, I didn't. I, 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 like, I was like, hold on. What the fuck? Like, um, sure. Like, he's like, how much do you charge normally? And I was like, and I said, like, 50. I had no idea. Well, mm-hmm. 
Please do. I'm like, yeah, I charged 50 like once, and then he didn't pay me back after, so I didn't know like if it was a good idea. He's like, uh, 50, like that's why it seems like reasonable, but I can see why it's overpriced. Let's start with 30. I was like, all right, sweet. And so he changed the bio to like, oh, he charged this is this for like 30 bucks, like hit him up. And then right there, just like fucking 30 people just messaged me. I was, they're like, how much do you charge? Your sketches are so cool. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I didn't even set up a PayPal. Like, I was like, uh, um, uh, I charge I charge 30, man. If you want to hit me up, like, let's do it. And so I set up a PayPal. Then when I got the first 30, it's like the kid making his first, like, 25 cents from the lemonade stand. I was like, oh, my God, I made my first money. That's so cool. Oh, my God. I was just like a little girl. Like, yo, what the fuck? I got money from fucking drawing pictures. Yeah. And then from there, I was just like, be more business strategic. Like, let's, let's see what happens if I, like, post it on this certain day. Let's see what happens if I post it on this certain time. Like, let's see who would be posted. Like, what type of person would follow back? Like, that's what I was thinking at the time. Now it's, like, different. By the time, I was just, like, all over the place, like, just back and forth, just thinking to myself, like, what would happen? one of the coolest things, like, that happened in, like, a long time was just a business that I even think I was going to go into as thriving, like, absolute, thriving like crazy. Like, I didn't know, like, how well it was going to be, like, when I first started out. I didn't think I was going to be in this. Just the fact that it's, like, doing this well when I even think of this in the first place, like, it's an absolute, like, blessing as like fucking corny as that sounds <laughs> but yeah hey when people say that <laughs> well yeah and i do that is actually a pretty cool story on how it got started because i always wondered that like because i thought like was is he just a powerlifting fan who just likes to do this stuff or was it initially a you were a fan but it was a business idea it's like this is a good way to make money let me draw some lifters make them look cool make it look funny make it look real make it look artistic enough where they could repost but at the same time it could be used in different platforms so that's what i was thinking but the story with steve that's actually a pretty interesting way to get it uh started but yeah like it's just like i didn't want it to be like like i saw a lot of pages where it was like especially for the comedians that's where i saw it mm-hmm. where they were just doing fan art yeah it's like i didn't want to just do fan art i wanted to do like something different like i didn't want to be considered like a fan art page like that's mm-hmm. what i hate like to be cons- like a couple of i'm not gonna say the names but it's just like uh, i remember the lifters like saying like oh i appreciate this fan art like as if they're like above like of course they're above me they have like big- a bigger page but i'm like yeah but it's not like that's right like it's i get it but it's like i'm doing this just to see like what would you look like as a cartoon like i that's what i was like cartooning you in like a different pose mm-hmm. and just doing all of that it wasn't like oh i hope i hope you like me yeah. As I'm, like, doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, that that would be an interesting like thing. But yeah, like, I see the couple pages, like, doing that. Like, and that's that's nothing wrong with being, like, a fan art page. I'm not, like, talking shit about them. Like, like if you really, like, want to do that stuff, like, for fan art purposes, like, go ahead. But, like, that was not, that's not what I want to be concerned mm-hmm. for. It was just more so, like, oh, what do you look like as a cartoon? And then just do it from there. Yeah, and again, real interesting way to kind of get, interesting way of how it started, because it's, yeah, I guess I had an idea that I created in my mind, and the reality of it was totally not the same way. Um, So, yeah, and also, and and, and as far as powerlifting goes, if, and I said this to you before the show, like, getting onto your 
page, your Instagram page, is kind of this badge of honor for powerlifters. They are their one. They appreciate seeing it because powerlifters we're not celebrities, and yeah. if they think they're celebrities, then we have some problems. But we're not yeah. celebrities, and so it's like it's real close in this community. So whenever someone does anything like that, it's just highly appreciated. It's just a cool thing for someone to do. Um, it, it always looks cool, and it's a it's it's just. They're appreciating someone just going out of the way and making some art and making yeah. like, you know, it's just, it's a fun thing for, cause who wouldn't want to see themselves as a cartoon? That's true. Yeah. I think, I think most people do on your page. It's mostly really good powerlifters, bodybuilders, strength athletes. So there is a source of pride there. Like, all right, cool. You know, it's like, it kind of made, kind of made like a hall of fame there. kind of made that yeah. hall of fame page. My biggest worry when I was doing them was like, I'm sure, like, a lot of us, like, have experienced this like, when we're babysitting, like, kindergartners or first graders, mm-hmm. is when you're just sitting there, and then that, that like, j- little Johnny comes over with, like, a, like a wax crayon sketch, goes, I made this for you, yeah. and you go, oh, thanks, buddy, like, that's what I felt like for, like, the first few times, where I was like, I made, I made this for you, and then they're like, Oh, I love it, man. Thanks so much. And then they repost it as if it's, like, a dad putting it on a fridge, like, oh, shout out to this guy for this, like, cool drawing. Like, I really appreciate it. I always have that anxiety where it's just, like, it's like a little tap on the head, like, you're a good boy for doing that. Like, good job. No, that's actually a perfectly rational fear to have. Um, I totally understand that. But this, yeah, well, let me ask you this. Has anyone ever, you've made a sketch and they're, like, Dude, this looks fucking nothing like me. <laughs> I've had a few times where, like, if they don't say it to me, like, I've never had a guy, like, come up to me. I'm sure they wanted, like, for the, like, the earlier days, they wanted to, like, say that to me. But, like, they thought to themselves, like, this is a really, like, okay, I'm not putting politics into this. Like, this is really David Brent way of saying it, where it's like, oh, like, look, like, oh, they absolutely love it. They absolutely love it. Like, I'm sure there's aspects are like, hey, like, I don't like this part of me. I don't like this part of me. Mm-hmm. But, like, when they repost it, their fans will say, dude, that looks nothing like you. Or, like, dude, your calves are way too big. Your shoulders are way too big. And I just read it. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of, when I posted mine on my page, yeah, I was, like, immediately... People were like, "Well, you're much bigger on the sketch." I'm like, "Dude, it's a fucking sketch, man." I'm like, yeah. it's, "It's like it's not supposed to be identical." Like, it, I'm like, do you, "Do you see cartoons?" Yeah, that's not yeah. how real people look, man. Like that's why I'm like, that's one of the main like my main style of it. It's like at the, like, the very beginning, like you go to like my very first few sketches, like I had guys like huge heads, tiny like hands, or like mm-hmm. big shoulders, tiny feet, or big feet, like you know what I mean. So it's just, like, a lot of, like, disproportionate parts of the body. That's why, like, I love doing, like, a lot of times, like, though people will be like, oh, could you, like, make this, like, this was, like, for clients. Like, I have a few where a lot of them, a few of them will say, oh, like, this, you just make this part smaller, make this part bigger. You just, like, like, you just make my head more proportional. I'm like, (laughs) well, you signed up for a cartoon, and this is my style, but if you, since you're paying, if you really want this, all right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's just, like, the biggest thing I see It's like, this is, I should put this on a T-shirt where it's, like, he gave you calves. 
Yeah, I I think that's what somebody said about me. Like I was like they made the calves way too big on your thing. I'm like, oh, I'll take it. It's like or they made your crafts way too big or something. I'm like, well, yeah, sure. I think I've gotten that on literally, hands of God, every single post. Yeah. Like oh, that was reposted. And if you post something with small calves, like a power lifter with small calves, people are going to still comment, yeah, you made his calves com- comically small. I haven't gotten that yet, though, mm-hmm. but, like, that would be a milestone to have. Like, Larry Wheel, like, kind of gave him calves, and they're, like, if they're, like, small-ish, mm-hmm. like, on the, like, latest one, and I had a few say, oh, yo, bro, you finally gave him calves, eh? I was like... I mean, it's really small compared to my other ones, but all right, cool, whatever. Well, Good Jesus, call. I mean, fuck, in powerlifting, if you don't draw Larry Wheels correctly, your page might just cease to exist. Honestly, I don't even think it would ex- Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't even think I'd be in business if I didn't draw Larry Wheels, so thank you, Lord, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, fucking Larry Wheels. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we've we've discussed it so many times, but of course, like, if you, or so, t- speaking of fanboys, yeah, because if you if you misdraw Larry Wheels, it's gonna end you in some pretty hot water. Has anyone reached out to you and asked you, "Yo, man, why the fuck haven't been featured on your page, or why yeah. haven't you drawn me yet, or uh, why did you draw this lifter and not this lifter? This lifter is way better than this guy." Has that ever happened to you? Oh fuck yes, fuck <laughs> yes. I, I, I can't, like, it's a it's a good amount, but it's not, like, an extremely long list, but it's, like, more than, like, two handfuls. Mm-hmm. But there's, I had a few where, like, I, don't, I got, like, a few where they're, like, oh, yo, bro, draw me. And then and then when they're paying clients to say, oh, yo, should, uh, if you want to post it on your wall, it's all cool, man. I'm, like, no one knows you, but, <laughs> but, but I was being nice. So I'm, like, all right, cool, no worries, man. We'll do. I'll see. I'll think about it. But then... I had uh, a couple guys where they're, like, pushing, 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 like, to be posted on my wall. They're just like, dude, no one fucking knows you. Like, <laughs> And I had one guy. This was a big one. I'm not gonna, I don't remember his name, but it was, like, a while ago. I drew John Hack, okay? Mm-hmm. I drew John Hack. And Great whoever lifter. is at least, like, knows what powerlifting is, if you've lifted a barbell, knows John Hack, especially now. Yeah. One guy... Come, one guy messaged me. He's like, "So, dude, um, he's like, oh, how much do you charge, or whatever?" And I'm like, oh, I, don't, "I don't know. It's different every time." So I'm like, "Oh, I charge blah blah blah. If you want to do this, this and that." But I'm, I just give him all the details. He's like, "So, um, yo, who the hell? Like, what's your criteria for posting?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, they're fucking strong. I'll post them." I was just going back and forth. He's like, "Yeah, dude, I have no idea who Bilbo Swaggies is, and I showed my coach, who's like a three-time national champ, and he doesn't even know who Bilbo Swaggies is." I'm like, "All right, like that's on you." He's like, well, "I lift just as much as him, and I'm not posted." No I'm fucking like, way. And I'm like, "Dude, okay, you have like, you have 515 followers. Like, good for you if you live just as much as him, but it's also like, I hate saying like." Oh, I draw you because if you have the followers, I'll post you. But it's like, if you're a big name, you're not going to be a big name in the industry if you have, like, 500 followers. Mm-hmm. 
like you don't like Larry Wheels doesn't have five hundred followers. Like yeah. he has like a like for a reason. He he has a big following for a reason. It's just like sure mm-hmm. it's the amount of lists, but he's like he's marketable. Like he actually has a, is a name in the industry. Like he actually provides in the industry in terms of like public, like bringing people into his. It's like I've seen guys. A lot of people like there are guys that like could eat me like bench six hundred pounds, but yet like a hundred followers. Like, I post you, but it's like no one, no one knows. Or mm-hmm. sure, like um, but I'm sure. Sorry to sound like a thing to say, but it's like you know, like Nick Strength and Power posts certain bodybuilders because people know them, and he has a big enough like following to like share that like platform like and shout them out. But he's not just gonna give in like a random person who's like, yo, bro, like you like comment on my physique yeah and i think a lot of you're seeing a lot with like king of lifts now too with lifters publicly telling king of lifts that they should post them on their page or like or certain or even not even king of lifts uh just different powerlifting pages different youtube channels like why don't you repost my stuff and i i just been slowly realizing that and i don't i don't even think i've been slowly realizing i think it's kind of obvious at this point Powerlifters can be the most insecure fucking people in the world to a point where you have to ask them, like, why are you lifting weights? Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially, like, when a guy's, like, like a huge, like, like in the words of CT, like, the great CT Fletcher, like, a sidewalk-cracking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And yet, when you don't, like, give him, like, a certain amount of attention, he's like, yo, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I do this and this and this, like what the fuck yeah and he's like you know power li- all the biggest thing he's like yo you know like there's no power with you in the jungle bro mm-hmm. like all that so like it's it's all these pages where i get i get like like i for sure betting king of lifts gets that all the time and there's one page where it's like king of lists but it's like just posting anybody's it's like you get a trophy you get a trophy mm-hmm. and it's like you know like the captions was like an insane like 800 pound deadlift but it's like... Well, well, hold on. Hold on. I think I... Are we talking about the same page? I feel like I know what page we're talking about right now. With King of Lifts? No, not King of Lifts. Something else. Oh, okay, That gets okay, trophies for everything. Yeah, hold on. It's like... They, <laughs> they post it. It's like an insane 315 deadlift. It's it, like... Yes. He's 20 and he's deadlifting 315. Okay. <laughs> well, there's... Well, I've seen... I think I know what page you're talking about. Because I've seen the same page that I had the one follow recently because it's just like hitching deadlifts, um, half squats, 17-year-old lifters doing, you know, good stuff, but at the same time, it's like it's not a fucking lift, what they're, what they're posting. And a lot of it is a money grab. A lot of it is the clout that they're getting through posting, like... I'm not going to say bad lifters, but I'm going to say lifters who definitely need to continue with the training meals. Yeah. I, I seen that and it takes away the, you know, the, it, it takes it takes, away from yeah. putting a spotlight on lifters when you post really shitty lifts. Same thing with your page. If you start posting any power lifter, it's like, what are we trying to market here? Well, who are exactly. we trying to it's, attract? Exactly. And I hate people that message me. They're like, Hey man, like, uh, you think you shout me out? I really need the followers. It's like mm-hmm. I don't even know like how many people will actually like follow back. Like, let alone like like actually like m- like look at your page because like as much as like I'm grateful for like the amount of attention I get. It's like 
I don't even know, like, which person's, like, loyal, which person's not. Like, mm-hmm. with all due respect, it's like, if I said, like, oh, like, uh, I'm starting to, like, um, a real, like, a real lifting page, like, a lifting page for, like, a training log, come follow this page. Like, I'm not sure how many people would follow it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm expecting, like, 4,000 people to follow me, like. Well, and I, I think even with my, my page is a personal page. So it's yeah. like, it's, or it's, I guess you would call it personal, but like, yeah, you get those DMs like, Hey man, can I get a shout out? Um, can I do this? Can, uh, you, yeah, tag me in something. And I always, I, I say like one of like three things. One, I tell them I'm not going to do that because it's tacky. My followers yeah. and the people who I know will know that you told me to do this and no one will follow you. Like, <laughs> It's like it's it's like you know it's tacky it's lame it looks bad on you it looks bad on me like that shit yeah. is just stupid. Two, if I shout you out and you don't get followers, I'm gonna feel bad about myself, and yes. my my ego is gonna get hit. And if I end up hurting hurting my own feelings doing this, then it's like <laughs> this isn't working. And then three, if I'm feeling like a dick that day, it's like I'll give you my Venmo account. Impress me with the amount of money you're going to send me, and if it's not impressive, I'm not posting you on my page. I want a chariot of sixteen horses with Brad Pitt on the back signing <laughs> autographs for me. Like, do that now, or you're not getting a shout out. Yeah, I and I'm like, what? What was I going to get you? You know, what, what's a shout out going to get you? Exactly, it's just a more ego booster. Like, like I've never like I've always. Like, I've always thought about doing that, but I've never done that. Because I'm like, why the fuck would I want mm-hmm. that? Like, why not just work for it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and, I, and I've said Us this. doing the drawings, yeah. Yeah, and I've said this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've said this. But I've said this before. You don't get known in the sport. You get no, don't get noticed in the sport without being good at the sport. Yeah. There are some outliers out there who are actually very good powerlifters. They don't give a fuck about an Instagram following. They don't mm-hmm. give a shit about it and it's perfect and that's 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 awesome. That's that's admirable. And I and uh, a name I always bring up on the show is David Herrera. This dude. Yeah. Fucking strong beast lifter. He I he's 83 kg and I followed him because of that. He's he's from Illinois. Beast Illinois lifter. I usually follow the really good uh, lifters from Chicago and Illinois and all that kind of stuff. And the dude has like 500 followers. He's better than me. He's stronger than me. He's one of the better 83 kg lifters in the world. But, like, I follow him because I like him, but he's not... He is just posting workout videos and doing nothing aside from that. Just workout videos. Um, but then, as, like, you don't see a guy with, like... Unless they purchase a followers, of course. You don't see people with, like, a awesome. massive following and this kind of stuff that they're well-known in the fitness community without being good at the sport. And if it is that way... People could see right through that bullshit. They could see right through. I actually look up to those people, so. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But, like, it's like, I've said this so many times. um, When Dylan came on the show, Dylan gets the, Dylan Braish, um, he gets the label sometimes as being a popular powerlifter who does a bunch of antics that makes him popular. I'm like, the dude is still fucking strong. Like, yeah. if he just did antics, if he just did, like, just some bullshit gym things, no one will follow him. Or... Well, like, hold on. It's but, just, like, even, like, someone like Juji Mufu mm-hmm. started off doing just antics, like, but he was, like, because he was strong, like, even if it was only antics, like, everyone, like, loved him for that. Yeah. Like, have you seen, 
but his early videos, like how fucking insane and crazy his stuff was. Yeah. Like in his apartment, he would light shit on fire and yeah. like squat that or whatever. Yeah, and he and he, but he but he also has the accolades to back it up. He is a strong dude, an athletic dude. He's doing pretty incredible things, and he's able to make people laugh. He's able to entertain. Same yeah. thing with people like Dylan. Same thing with people with bigger. I mean, I could. I don't actually. I don't know if I'm insulting myself or complimenting myself by saying that, but I could think you could look at my page, where yeah. it's a bigger page. People follow it, and there's a lot of powerlifters who are better than me. I just mm-hmm. make memes. I do a little bit of shit talking. I have the podcast. I make mm-hmm. videos of me throwing belts, clapping my hands, and I'm entertaining people. Like it's not just it, like if it was just me lifting weights, maybe I'll have like five k. But if I'm posting <laughs> memes and making an ass of myself, or just trying to make people laugh and entertain people, we could bring it up to ten k after that. But yeah, for sure. Like I remember, like like I was gonna, I was gonna mention you also. Like you, you mentioned Dylan. Like about his like lifting antics, like you gotta keep in mind too. The guy like showed the straps, bro. But yeah. he deadlifted like what eight hundred? He well, he's close to eight. He's and he's close to squatting eight too. Yeah, and you also. It's like you say like, oh, you were not like you're not like strong. To, like okay, you're strong, but like you said before, like well, there are a lot of guys stronger than you. But mm-hmm. it's like you're known for like also the memes that you post. Like I actually loved like. The, like, you take your own shots of your face, for example, or you're, like, deadlift and you make memes out of it. Yeah. Like, that's original in itself. It's not like, oh, like, when you just finished... Okay, actually it is. But it's like, when you take, like, a cheesy, like, uh, meme caption, but you make it original because it's you on that caption. Yeah. Like, when you said, like, RP7 versus RP8. Yeah. It's like, that's a, that's a general, basic meme thing to do, but it's like, because it's you on that meme... That makes it original, and that what that's what makes it hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes it popular, and that's what why a lot of people actually follow you. For said it was because of that authenticity. It's like you know that what the stuff that you post is like a general meme, but it's yours because it's like the pictures, it's like the humor that you provide, it's the fans that that we posted. Like that's what makes it authentic, and that's mm-hmm. why. Like, someone like you, for example, and, like, Dylan, and, like, who we were saying before, or, like, other people, like, who, not just for their lifting, but, like, their antics, memes, etc., like, that's what makes them, like, attractive to, like, a lot of the fans nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you're seeing that in powerlifting, where there's going to be a popularity kind of thing, and and it's going to be also coupled with the performance, but occasionally, if money does become involved popularity is going to be a main driver if you do in fact get money um and a a big a big example i could draw onto that is uh professional sports uh baseball Mm -hmm. in particular like there are some popular power i mean uh baseball players who get endorsements who get the commercial deals who get all that stuff Mm -hmm. and they're definitely not as good as their counterparts Uh, i could think of a chicago cubs player javier baez great player all-star caliber player but is he better than, like, I could probably count 13 bet players better than him in the league. But he's cool. He's marketable. He looks cool. If you if you put him in clothes, like, if you want to market to a baseball player, put mm-hmm. that put those clothes, put that equipment on Javier Baez. He is a mannequin of cool shit. Like, it's, and same thing with powerlifting. If you want to market something, you got to find the popular powerlifters who are cool. 
I'm just gonna nod my head and pretend I know those players. Okay. But like, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But like, they're yeah, players. I've been making a really shitty references on the show of yeah. sports and <laughs> athletes that I love, and I, I'm like, I'm not sure that anyone knows who's listening. Well, hold on. Do you know hockey by any chance? Yes. Like, are you a big hockey fan? Uh, big hockey fan. Yeah, I guess I, I, I'm, I am a hockey fan. Okay. Well, like, you'll know PK Subban. Absolutely. Okay, so. For those who don't know, like, P.K. Subban, like, he's a controversial player, like, in terms of, like, saying, like, he's not a locker room guy and all this and all that. Like, people are saying he's not as good as he actually is just because of his, like, slap shot. Mm-hmm. Like, his NHL-level slap shot, that, that was, that's what makes him elite. But some are saying he's not, like, just an average player. But his social media following is insane because he markets himself in a certain way. He doesn't market himself as, like, a player on an NHL team, like... A lot of players do like with their Instagram pages. Like he actually starts his own brand and all that. Yeah. But like Larry Wheels now, like a lot of the people, I get what you're doing with your marketing, but what he's doing right now, oh my god, big Instagram threat makes me want to unfollow him. Ugh. But but it's like the stuff that he posts like with like Nicole like Drinkwater, whatever the hell her name is. It's such a dumb fucking name. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, just, I know her name. It's such a stupid name. But I think it's, like, like my, I, have, I have a friend. His name is, like, his last name is, like, um, on Instagram. I'm not going to say his full name, but the last name is on Instagram is Drinkwater, but in French it's Boileau. Like, Bois, Drink, Low, Water. So, Bois, Low, Drinkwater. So, he does that as, like, a meme. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's actually her last name. Or... I could I could see it being a last name. There's a lot of dumb. I mean, nothing against her. I just that was just a fucking thought that came through my name because I, I, I saw the name before. I'm like drink water. I'm like, oh, what a fucking dumb name. I just saw that. I'm like, is that a fucking like ad for like fitness tea or whatever the fuck that is? Or just like, water? Just, just or just, advertising or just water? water. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> shit. I should probably watch my words here. But, yeah, but like, if you follow certain pages. <laughs> um, if you follow Ritual, uh, the Ritual podcast and Ritual clothing, like, I think drinking water is the number one ritual people have. It's like, number one on the list is drink water. Yeah, thank you for mm-hmm. drinking water as I said that. You're welcome. Yeah, it's such a funny thing that gets posted. Like, people with post their daily rituals and it's always drinking water. I'm like, hey guys, don't need to put that on there. Let's put something I else there. People. I hate those people too. <laughs> Yeah, we'll continue. But yeah, like, just like, I'm saying with, like, with Larry Wheels, for example, like, a lot of people, like, have loved him for, like, those powerlifting stuff, but mm-hmm. I think he's starting to be Instagram famous now, rather than, like, a powerlifter or strongman, whatever yeah. the hell he wants to call himself. Like, he posts, like, a picture, like, with, like, I think it was, like, a Nicole, and it's, like, like, naked, but not showing, like, her parts, but, like, eating pizza, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you want PR merch? Yeah. It's like a PR merch, like supplement, like on her butt. It's like, are you marketing to? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're marketing to like, dumbasses. It. Yeah, well, it's like we get it. Yeah, yeah. Smart people are like, we get it. We, we get what you're doing. Like, stop, like, it, stop doing that. Exactly. But a 17 year old who's never touched a vagina in his life is That's going true, to yeah. be like, this is fucking goals. This is hilarious. <laughs> this guy is marketing to people like me. And guess what? Us smart people, which it takes a lot to call us smart. That means the population has to be really fucking stupid for me to call myself smart. 
sandwich made very is that's that's the that's the demographic is stupid people is if because I I think I posted on my story when I saw that and and yes Larry Wheels is becoming an Instagram cocksuck as Garrett puts it. He is sucking yeah. Instagram's cock, and it's really fucking... It's irritating. It's so irritating to watch. And I saw that if you put pizza, hot girl, swanky hotel room, that is this, the, the trifecta of social media cocksucker. He's basically the Jake Paul of powerlifting industry. And I called it, too. I said it on the show when we did Larry Wheels Did Something. I, I'm like, I... Because uh, someone said that a lot of like powerlifters are becoming res- wrestling personalities, and I'm a oh, big and, I, and I'm a big professional wrestling fan, so I'm like I would same, actually same, yeah. I would actually like them to be wrestling personalities. I'm like the fear I'm having is they become Jake or Logan Paul or fucking Supreme Patty or all these other douchebags who aren't talented at all. They just have a high definition camera and they market to the most stupid population in of the world which is 15 through 18-year-old males or 15 through 22-year-old males, those that population is so influential and so fucking dumb and so easily manipulated that that's what you get, and that's what I was hearing powerlifting was, and I, that's what I said about Larry Wheels. I'm like, hopefully he doesn't become the Jake Paul of powerlifting, and then fucking eight weeks later, here we are, me calling Larry Wheels a cocksucker, and <laughs> yeah. He probably changed his name to Jake Paul in Dubai or whatever the hell. Yeah. Like, he probably got, like, a name, like, over Yeah, and he went to Dubai. He went to Dubai. That is such a fucking Instagram influencer move to go to Dubai and any of these different places. God damn it. There's no reason for him to be there. (laughs) I'll be honest, though. I really thought, like, he went to Dubai for, like, a dream, like, strongman. Like, there was, like, like, Oxygen Gym, for example, like, for bodybuilding. I think he, I thought he went there for, like, strongman stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I really think he's just going there for the clout. No, no, yeah, yeah, that's, well, when I saw him on a camel, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely what he's doing. Yeah, he's just he's, going there for the clout at that point. You know, yeah, and if I could go on his page, he's probably fucking flexing next to a Lamborghini. I'm surprised he didn't block me yet, though. I said some mean things on his page. Well, I, I, I did, like, three drawings, and I got, like, I don't mean to brag, bro, but I got like three likes from Larry Wheels. <laughs> so I think well, one of my memes got a like from him. Oh, legit? Yeah. Well, it was reposted on Powerlifting Motivation, and he commented that it was funny. He's already said <laughs> accurate. He said it was accurate. It was RP. It was one he bought up the RP seven first seven. eight or eight first nine, and yeah. he was like accurate. And I'm like, someone had to fucking explain to Larry Wheels what this meme even meant. You know what I love that we're talking, like, the way we're talking about him, like, yo, like, he commented on my post, like, people, okay, I'm gonna say, like, people like us, but it's like, you're, like, you have a bigger platform than I do, but you'll know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. like, the platform that, the platforms that we have, respectively, we're still treating Larry Wheels as if he's, like, untouchable, Mm -hmm. even though he was just, like, us, starting out. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, yeah, and, um... Yeah, I guess he technically is untouchable because I couldn't get close enough to touch him at the Arnold because he I had to fucking pay to be in his line. So Are you serious? Yeah, it was a line. That's why I posted the thing where when I when I told my uh, my my co-host was like, okay, if we go to Arnold, I gotta take a picture with Larry Wheels because yeah. I had the whole I had the segment on the show. Larry Wheels did something, and I had everything about you know like, and I would constantly I wouldn't jab at him. I would jab at the fanboys. Yeah. Uh, wheelies as my uh as uh 
one of our favorite guests, uh, Matt Wallace, says, uh, says wheelies. I would I would yeah. poke fun at them. I would do that. I'll poke fun at pages for posting Larry Wheels things. Um, I would comment on things like, well, Larry, and ironically, Larry Wheels deadlifted this, you know, for eight or whatever. So I'm like, it'll be funny to take a picture of him and like point at him and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So right by the XPC meet, he had his booth set up. I'm like, fucking perfect. He's right there. And then I notice there's a line. I'm like, okay, I got to wait in line. And then I see people paying. And they're Are paying to get the picture and they're paying to get the autograph. So that's where the, the picture of me standing by yeah. him pretending like I'm not acknowledging him. Where I said, I'm like, man, I was wishing I was going to run into a few stars at the Arnold and Larry Wheels is right behind me. And, like, that's where the picture came out of because I wasn't going to pay fuck. I, I'm not going to pay $5 for your goddamn autograph, dude. I'm not going to pay $5 for me, motherfucker. But, like, I hate those people that pay... What well, I guess I guess you're making a business off of that. Mm-hmm. I, I get the business idea, but it's like when you have fans paying the thousand bucks to rent out a like to fly themselves out, pay for a hotel, spend all day waiting in line just to meet two people. Give yeah. them the fucking courtesy just to say hello. Like you have your merch to sell. Don't pay them to be in line. Yeah, for sure. And I I I say it's much easier said than done because I'm not yeah, at that I point. Know. I mean, if like if I'm you start if you start waving money around me, like maybe I'll start having a different way of thinking. But That's true. I but when I saw that, I was like, I just got a bad feeling from it, and I just think that he's not that important. But at the same time, he had a line there. Yeah, people were willing to, to do it, and I was confused. I was uncomfortable by it i didn't understand it because i don't i mean and i've said this so many times and uh i'm a a massive cubs fan i'm a massive sports fan i love sports like actually i'll I'll give an example that you would understand uh patrick kane if patrick kane was you know signing autographs at a fucking mall and it was sixty dollars like i'm like i want to make break an appointment to meet the fucking guy he's like Two, he's like six years older than me. Like what? Like I'm not gonna worship a grown ass man. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna break an appointment to meet an athlete. It's just not happening. And I, let me tell you this: Patrick Kane is much more influential than fucking Larry Wheels will ever be. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. And, and on, I mean, any professional athlete in, in that man, in that regard. Yeah, like I get what you're saying. Like I'm at that point. Like I guess it all depends on the person. Like I don't get that. Like. Like, ooh, oh my god, oh my god, like, freak out, like, feeling, like, every time I see a celebrity, but, but when it comes to, like, powerlifters, like, I can see how that happens, mm-hmm. like, like, Sam's, like, I was in California, like, cause I was actually, I live in Montreal, but I was born in California, so I was just going there to, like, see where I was from, and also, um, just visiting the gyms. And the only, like, the times I really had that feeling was every time I went to those gyms, I saw, like, Samson Fletcher, I saw Nadim, I saw, um, I saw Will Smokey at Super Training, Philippe Thunder, like, at Super Training, I almost saw Bradley Martin, but, like, those people, like, I guess it's because I'm into the sport way much more than other sports yeah. that I get those feelings, but, like, you, for example, when you said, like, you won't, like, break your back for, like, meeting Patrick Kane because like as much as you like hockey like you you're not like a die hard 
like I love Fonte. I'm not like a stream diehard fan. Well, I mean, you'd even go a different. I mean, if you watch me watch the Cubs, you would think that I'm a weird. I'm like a fucking insane person, and I kind of am. I'm a fanatic. I'm a fan. Yeah. So I'm. I'm actually. I was fucking like they ruined my mood. Like I was bummed out. They fucking lost. I get pissed off. Like I, I, I yell at the TV and no one's there. But at the same time, like if Chris Bryant was, like, by my house at a gas station, I'd be like, oh, if I'm doing something, I'm doing something. I'm not going to go meet him. And I'm yeah. still, like, a big fan. It's like, I don't know. It's like you're a fan of the team. You're a fan of the sport, maybe. But it's like, I don't know. Like, But at the same time, people, people are that as- way. Yeah, they're just an aspect of the team like, yeah. to, like, to you. Like, I, don't, I think I'm just 26 years old. I think that's the thing. I'm 26 years right. old. I can't fucking meet another 26-year-old and be happy and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you're also my age and doing a, a sport. Like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I hate that. I love that people do their, like, 50, and they lose their minds when they see guys that are, like, 18, like, yeah. like, like prodigies. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, like, that's such a crazy level of fame. That I'm, I, I can't even comprehend, but yeah, like that. Um, but when I was a child, like it was, it would be, I would probably be starstruck yeah. if one of these players that I worshipped growing up walked by me. Like actually, I could when um, we we're talking about wrestling early uh, earlier. When I went to mm-hmm. WWE Raw in 2000, yes. the the Rock, I saw the Rock. The Rock was oh, there. Lucky the shit. Rock, the Rock was there. He was cutting the one of the best promos of his career. He, it was awesome. It was incredible seeing him. I just remember, I was far away from him too, but I remember seeing him. And I just remember like, just sitting there in like a gaze. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fucking witnessing greatness right now. Like, yeah. I was, I was, that was like the only example. That and Sammy Sosa. Oh, Sammy, when Sammy Sosa was, and when I was at the Cubs, one of my first Cubs games, I was really close to the field and I saw Sammy Sosa. I felt like, I felt like a messiah or like a demagogue was right next to me. And I just was just in, in, insanely like starstruck at the moment. But I was also 10. I was a 10 yeah. year old. Yeah, like I remember I went to a pay per view for WWE. It was in Montreal. It was called Breaking Point. It was mm-hmm. like the only time they called it Breaking Point and the only inter- interview. Interview. Whoa. Pay per view. <laughs> Holy shit. I gotta, I gotta sleep. But. I remember Triple H, whoever knows wrestling knows what I'm talking about. Like, D-Generation X was against uh, Big Show and Chris Jericho, and they got out of the ring, and they were fighting up the stairs, like, into the stands, and then into, like, the, the main area. And I was, like, at the very edge seat. And, of course, there's the security guards that are, like, blocking, making sure people don't touch him. And then Triple H, like, threw Chris Jericho downstairs, and he started walking, and then I touched his shoulder. I was like, oh, my God, I touched Triple H! I touched Triple H! Yeah, and it's it is crazy that it's it is a good thing that powerlifting kind of has those characters now that people are. I actually have a friend who said he cried when he met Pete Rubbish, which is yeah. and he's he's in, this guy's older than me who said that to me, and I was like, oh, that's pretty. In, in, but it, it's totally fine if you do, if you are a fan and you yeah. are crazy about these people. But like at, at the same, I, I'm just kind of explaining that I don't get it because I'm a grown man. I don't yeah. get it because I'm older. But the fact that powerlifting is getting those characters are good. Well, I guess, like, well, yeah, I, I guess it's because, like, you're, like, at an age now where it's, like, you're seeing a lot of the big lifters, like, they're younger than you, though. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, like, I couldn't imagine, like, I guess I got, 
how do you deal with that? Like when younger, when there's lifters are lifting world record numbers and they're like 20, 21 mm-hmm. or like 24, like, like per se, like, and you're at that age where it's like, you're really strong for a guy that's in like the age of KG, but you're like four years older than them. Like, how do you like get a hold of that? Cause I wouldn't take it well. Well, here's, yeah, so I have thought about it in the past, and it's actually not the hardest thing to deal with because if you relate it to other sports, it uh-huh. happens all the time. Yeah. LeBron James, when he was 18 years old, was better than 94% of the league. And then when he was 22 years old, he was better than 100% of the league. And there was guys in the league who were doing it for eight, nine years who had terrific careers, and they saw LeBron play. It's like, well, I'm not <laughs> like that's a, that guy's on a different level, and those guys happen, and it happens a lot. And actually, in, in baseball right now, the younger players are the are the the kind of the gold standard right now. If you don't have a good young team, it's not even a veteran team. A good young team, you're not going to be competitive because the best players are young. But for powerlifting, for me, it doesn't get to me because one, I started off pretty late in my career, so I was 23 when I did my first competition. So pretty late, and I've I've only been doing it for three years. But with the younger guys, it's, okay, you're doing that now, but we'll see where you're at when you're 26. We'll see where you're at when you're 27. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's one, if I end up beating you, it's like, well, I'm still younger than you. It's like, no, I, I still beat you. Like, I could still progress too in a way, and you could also go through regression as well. So it's yeah. still that kind of competitive nature that we have in sport. And with in my case, every it's like, I'm like the old guy of 83 KG now, it feels like. Especially with USAPL. Yeah. Because when I was out, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, I, I used to be the young guy. Now I'm mm-hmm. like, now I'm the older guy going out. Because uh, when I was out, yeah, when I was out with Bridgeford, uh, when I was in, Indi- when I was in uh, Indianapolis, it was mm-hmm. me, Garrett, Bridgeford, Steve, uh, Ben, really good with powerlifters. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm older than like most of these guys. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm like in the presence of some really good powerlifters. Like, oh shit, I'm older than all these dudes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't just get my start. And actually, I would still be older than them three years ago. Because <laughs> Garrett's like 22, Ben's 21, I think. Uh, Bridgeford, I think, is 25. Uh, so he would be a little older than me. But, dude, I'm like, like I'm the old guy compared to, like, everyone I'm dealing with in 83KG for USAPL is is a young dude. I think we need to get a urine test from Garrett because there's no way he's fucking 22. He's probably 40. <laughs> no, he's, yeah. Well, I, you know what? The urine test will definitely come back positive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think we need a urine test from Garrett, man. I think he's pretty open about what he uses. Like I was blown away when I found out he was twenty two. I was like, dude, I thought you were like twenty eight. Well, and for like, you know, if he does shave, though, he is a pretty young looking dude. I, w- I would still probably say like twenty four, twenty five, uh, with yeah, the beard now. With the beard, he looks my age. Um, he doesn't, yeah, because everyone makes a joke like, oh, he looks like a 32-year-old. I'm like, ah, fucking take it easy. He looks like a mid-20-year-old. I'm like, it happens. Yeah. I'm like, dude, fucking, I've, I had friends in high school who weren't on steroids who were fucking had a receding hairline at the age of 18, and they started to look older, and they, it was like, and theirs was pathetic. Those were just bad diets and yeah. shitty genetics. <laughs> like, Garrett's one of the best fucking powerlifters in the world, so... It's like, he looks older, yet he still looks good, but I had friends in high school at 24 years old. It's like, what the fuck did you do, man? Why do you look 33 years old? Where did your hair go? You're 24. 
But I think, yeah. But it's crazy. Like, the, 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 since we're just, like, talking about age, though, like, you were saying before, like, 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 oh, I'm actually like, the older guy, though. Mm. But, like, when, when, like, me personally, like, I'm sure a lot of people, like, listening would, like, say the same thing. It's like, no one really notices or cares about the age. It's just what you're lifting. Ooh, I'm going to disagree with you on that for this reason. Everyone who posts any lifting video, including I'll myself. I'll clarify what I say, yeah. I'll clarify what I say before. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead now. Go ahead. But they, they will, they, the number one questions, which this is why it's in a lot of people's bios. The number one question you're going to get is, how tall are you? What's your weight? And how old are you? Mm-hmm. And then I always respond, whatever age, weight, or height that makes my lift impressive. Because <laughs> that's what you're looking at right now. Because then mm-hmm. if I say 26, you'll be like, oh, okay. Because you thought I was probably 22. Because when I shave, I look like a fucking baby. Yeah. So it's like, you, it's like, if I was 19 years old, you'd be blown away. But I'm 26, and you're like, oh, okay, that's so impressive, but not as impressive. Same thing with what, if I was 198 pounds, people would be like, oh, that 722-pound deadlift is good, but not amazing. But the fact that I'm 175, whoa, that's incredible. Same yeah. thing with height. If I was six, which is stupid, the, the most stupid one is height. Um, yeah, if I was six foot, if I was six foot, it would be harder to deadlift, even though that's totally not accurate. But that's what people think. Yeah, that's what I don't get. It's like, how tall are you? It's like, all right, where's well, the yeah, the, yeah, the, the age one, the age one is big because people, people like, oh shit, he's that old. Like, dude, who fucking like? I don't know. Like, isn't it more impressive if you are older? I don't. How does that work? No, like, I think it's, more pre- it's way more impressive when you're younger, though. Like, I look like... That's why I'm, like, so surprised when Garrett was, like, 22. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just going to say from now on, like, every time I post something, even though it's, like, average lifting, I'm just going to say I'm 18 just to see how much clout it gets. Yeah. Because I, I can't grow a beard for shit. So <laughs> You'll get there. It took I'm me, like, four there. years to grow this shitty beard. I'm just starting out to screw up, so let's say, like, T minus 10 years. Yeah. So let's good. just do it. But, like... Not bad. I think, like... Like, I guess it's, like, the weight, like, um, like, on Instagram when they say, like, their age, it's way more, it's just a matter of, like, how much are you going to be impressed by from the lift? Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, someone's deadlifting 530, like, the younger you are, the more, oh, fuck, you're going to go. And mm-hmm. as you get older, you're going to go a less of a, oh, fuck, okay. Which, it, then, which is a strange thing, right? Because Tom Brady's winning Super Bowls at the age of 40. Mm-hmm. in a young man's game and people are like how the fuck's this dude with like four kids living lifetimes like I, he won his first Super Bowl when I was in the third grade he won his last Super Bowls when I'm a, a fucking guy who just graduated college how's he doing this and that's more impressive but in like weightlifting it's like if you're 40 lifting the same way it's like oh you're 40 it's like I, it's hard it's harder when you get older it's well, easier it's when like, you're younger I think it's like there's like that gap where it's like the like the men's open like gap mm-hmm. it's like anything i guess like you're gonna make the exceptions of like the ones who are actually like men's open like i'm not talking about them i'm just saying like the lifters are in like junior and then once you get into like the master's level like when you get into like 50 and you're deadlifting like 500 pounds mm-hmm. then you're gonna be like holy fuck how is he still doing that yeah like men's open if you're like 25 and you're or 25 if you're, like, 28 and you're deadlifting 500 pounds, it's like, okay, buddy, like, this guy's, like, twice your age and he's doing that, and this guy's, like, half your age and he's doing that. Like, yeah. 
I'm saying it's like there's that gap that like makes it seem like it's average lifting. I, I'm just talking about my ass here, but it's like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I do. Like, no, and, and it still applies for other sports too, because if you're a young lifter or if you're a young athlete doing incredible things, they think about the progress that you're going to make. Yeah. Um, but what, which I've said on the show before, I I don't like hearing a ton because whenever I talk to an older lifter and they see someone who's 19, 20 years old put up all time numbers, the number one thing they say, I believe, out of bitterness, is we'll see what he does in two or three years or four or five years. And yeah. I get annoyed with that because it's like, okay, you're it's a cop out. You're mm-hmm. looking to find an excuse on why this guy is better than you. But it is a rational thought to have because there are flash in the pans in every sport, not just powerlifting. In, right, yeah. In every sport people peak way too early. Like it, it it happens, injuries happen, or they aren't able to just maintain the greatness that they had, or they can't even progress. Like they just hit a wall or something. And it is something you would have to think about. So that's why I think a lot of times if I see someone who's like 20 years old who is much stronger than me, and there, there's plenty of 20-year-olds who are stronger than me, it's like, okay, it's still the still, sport is still a, a marathon, you know? Like, mm-hmm. competitions are still to be won. That's why I'm, like, looking at Larry, for example. Like, I know we're talking about Larry, but I can list, like, any other lifter where it's like, holy shit, like, he's like, like, how old is he? Like, 23, 24? Something like that? Mm-hmm. He's, like, 24, and he's, like, deadlifting 900 pounds. I'm, like, that's insane. But, like, okay, what's next from him? Like, what's he... Like, how is he going to top his fame from powerlifting? He said before, like, oh, I'll just go into strongman. But it's, like, all right, but then... Well, he hasn't... Oh, I mean, if I'm going to talk about Larry, he hasn't. He hasn't, well, he hasn't put in the all-time numbers yet. He, he is serious, and I think he won't ever because of what he's been doing. He keeps mm-hmm. on fucking hurting himself. He keeps on lifting like an asshole, and he has not hit. He has not reached the levels of. I mean, boss of bosses just happened. He has not reached the level of most of those fucking guys. Longevity, the amount of numbers that they're moving, the amount of accolades they uh, accumulated throughout their career. Larry has not done any of that. Yeah, well, that's why I look at guys like Barquan, for example. Like mm-hmm. he was powerlifting, like for like he like okay. Like, he's, his numbers are not exceptional, but, like, he was lifting really good numbers, like, mm. when he was powerlifting. But he has his different avenues, though, that he goes... Like, for Barbell Brigade, for example, how fucking huge is Barbell Brigade now? Mm-hmm. Like, compared to, like, let's just say a few years ago. Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm looking at. It's like, when guys are, like, lifting that much weight, like, Barquan, I said Barquan just for the example, like, he's a gym owner, he sells apparel, he's, he's now he's selling supplements, he has JK News, he has different avenues. But it's like when you're lifting that much weight and you're peaking that early, it's like, all right. But if you don't have any sub, like if you don't have any sponsorships and you're just lifting those numbers, like, what's next for you? Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do next? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and that's that is something. It is something to think. But I, it's like you got to separate. It's it's uh, what are your goals in a sport? And a lot of people is to leave mm-hmm. a legacy, and a lot of people can't leave. You can't leave the sport with a legacy just in competing, which is odd because that's what it should be, mm-hmm. but it's not. Because this is this sport is different from all the other ones where records are going to be broken. People will forget numbers. Yeah. Um. Joe when Joe Selva was on the show, he recognized that I messed up one of his numbers. People forget numbers really quickly, and those numbers are always broken. 
and there's so many records to kind of keep um, to keep track of. The mm-hmm. legacy that you leave on the sport is what's most important, and a lot of it is just going to be go, going beyond powerlifting. Yeah, it's like Louis Simmons, for example. It's like the like um, like Louis Simmons, Mark Bell, there's Barquan, there's uh, let's keep naming like we could keep naming other people. It's like mm-hmm. Mark Bell's slingshot. I, I could I could make Eddie Cohen as a good example too. Yeah, Eddie as, Cohen, and yeah. not even for like any brand he sold is because he was such a good competitor, and he he might actually be that uh, that kind of the the exception because he competed for such a long time. And then he was so legendary that if he just shows up to a powerlifting meet, people recognize him, people love him. He does videos, he does a lot of seminars, he talks a lot. Like, in terms of, like, he'd blow the roof on the place if if he announced he was going to be at a meet. Like, Mm -hmm. how many people would show up? Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a legend, he's a legend, and it was just mainly due his competitiveness and how the, the legacy he left was pretty much through how fucking dominant he was. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's why, like, everyone says, like, like, on, like, what's your Mount Royal, uh, Mount, Mount Royal, fuck me. Well, I'm you're from, Montreal, we have, yeah, you're from Canada, so. Yeah, like, Mount Royal is in Montreal, so I say Mount Royal, but Mount Rushmore, that's what I meant. I okay. Mount Rushmore. You can tell I'm not that American, but, <laughs> yeah. so. Who's on, like, who's on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian athletes? I don't even, are Canadian athletes? Yeah. Not powerlifting. Oh, Okay, so because like now I'm thinking about that. I'm gonna say four, and people are gonna know one. So (laughs) okay, so let's see. Like, okay, here's mine. Mine, I'm gonna take my time with because I gotta think. That's how little (laughs) I'm a famous athlete to got. So first two right now, there's Wayne Gretzky. Yes. There's Terry Fox. Okay. Like, I'll say Terry Fox is like um he was a runner like he was um. He ran with one leg. Okay. And he had cancer, and he wanted to, he ran all, he tried to run all the way across Canada from the Atlantic to the Pacific to Mm -hmm. raise money for cancer. And so every year, every school, every elementary school has like a Terry Fox run. That's pretty badass. Yeah. But, uh, fuck me. Um, I'm gonna have to get back to that. (laughs) Well, there'll be a shit ton of hockey players on it, right? Yeah, but it's like. Because you would put. Probably like over... Lemieux on it. Yeah, it's like... Well, I, I, I could think of one that should definitely right. be on the Canadian Sports Hall, uh, Mount Rushmore, and that's Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, yes. Brett yes. the Hitman Hart has to be on the oh, Canadian yeah. Mount Rushmore. Well, the reason why I st- like I kind of like hesitate with the hockey players is because it's oversaturated. Yeah. So it's, like, it's kind of like... You gotta put um, the great one on it. You gotta put the great one. You have to, because... He's the great one. Yeah. He's the fucking goat. He's the fucking bad. But yeah. <laughs> uh, that was really corny of me. But, <laughs> but like, that's why I didn't want to, I was careful with, like, the hockey players. But uh-huh. there's Mario Lemieux, there's Terry Fox, there's Brett the Hitman Hart. But fuck. Yeah, like, now I can't think of anyone. I just exhausted all mine on Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. Well, How about uh, Kelly like, Michael Branson? <laughs> 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 and his Canadian, and his Canadian uh, pro scene. Maybe in the future, like someone who wins a gold, like who who becomes the next Michael Phelps, like yeah. in the Olympics or something like that, will be on Mount Rushmore. But so far, it's just bronze medals. <laughs> We're happy with the bronze. Yeah, we'll take it. Like yeah. in the um, 08 Olympic, no, yeah, was it no 2012 Olympics? We had like one big swimmer, and everyone would like 
go, oh, all right, we're expecting Phelps or like we're expecting gold, 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 gold. But I remember me and my friends went absolute berserk when uh, a Canadian swimmer in like uh, a sprint event won bronze. Like we were screaming and running around the house. Like that's how you could tell like we have little to no fucking athletes in the sport. So <laughs> yeah, I I mean I will say Canadians do. Ha- I mean just yeah again saturated with hockey. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. holy shit! You know what? People, I am. People might get pissed off. George, George St. Pierre. Yes, that's a that's, good one. That's a that's wow. that's a four. I can't believe they didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. George St. Pierre. Because I was thinking of fighting. I'm like, dude, they had to have fucking good fighters over there. And yeah, yeah I'm just like really tired too. So I can't <laughs> think of anything. Anybody Canadian? So yeah. sorry, guys, who are Canadian. I let yeah. you guys down. You're probably gonna be deported. But I'm yeah. gonna be deported again. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, where do you get deported to? Well, let's, just let's, shitty let's America. Say Sweden. I'll say oh, Sweden. Sweden. Okay, that's pretty. Sweden. That's pretty dope. Uh, pretty, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they'll accept me there. Yeah, but I can't really blend in there. Mm. Everyone's blonde. Eh, I think it'd be fine. Zlatan isn't. That is true. Yeah, but he's in LA now, so. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how that fucking guy is Swedish. He does not look Swedish. You know, uh, there's a hockey player who looks african-american but he's swedish johnny oduya yes blackhawks player yeah he's, he's a blackhawks player boy does he he's still black. play for the hawks we traded no, him twice uh, i think he's an Ottawa. He, he's bouncing back and forth he's uh yeah he won a, he, a i think he won a few cups or yeah i think he's on two of the stanley cup teams so yeah but did he win it though did he really he was looking good it, he was a great player for us uh okay yeah well, he was on he, the was, hawks, he was yeah. he was a he was a dev yeah he was a definite piece to a championship. Now, granted, there was a core, but yeah, Oduya was good. Oduya was My good. My dad for us. called him dumbass Oduya. <laughs> like after he left the Blackhawks, he's like, "Oh fuck, it's dumbass Oduya." <laughs> really? Yeah, because people, yeah, people in Chicago loved him. Oh yeah, I'm sure because like he, that was his prime. But then yeah. after he left, like Bufflin and all those players on the core team, because yeah. they couldn't afford him, and they realized they have a cap. Yeah, they can't afford everybody. Yeah, and uh, the fucking Canadian uh, dollar with the inflation didn't really help us because we thought the economy would do better in Canada, and it didn't. So the cap stayed the exact same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the cap stayed the exact like, same, and the Blackhawks cannot get rid of any player, and they have to pay all their players. Yeah, so basically, like, if you give me a dollar, I have to give you 3000 Yeah. Yeah, all right. So now that we kind of isolated 95% of our viewers on talking about hockey for 10 minutes, uh, let's let's bring it back to powerlifting. Great yeah. Great yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 a big sports fan. I like every single sport. Yeah. Like I'm a I, baseball is definitely number 1, but I could probably talk about every sport for hours on end. But we talked about the sketches that you do. You talk about we talked about your page and you know kind of what you do for the sport of powerlifting. You are competing in your first competition, correct? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, the, this coming October. All right, so take me through that, man. How how you feeling with just competing, getting on there? Are you nervous at all, or, or like, you know, just for we? You would be our first guest that we've had is like who's not competed in a powerlifting competition as of yet. So it's cool to kind of get someone's insight on that because a lot of the people who are listening are kind of on the same level. Yeah, I just, um, I signed up for it, like, always wanting to, like, get the feeling, like, just, what would it be like to be on a, like, a, like, do powerlifting? Because mm-hmm. 
everyone has their first meet, but no one wants to do it because they want to be like, oh, I want to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. But like, I had that mindset, but at the same time, it's like, I got to get going. Like, I got to sign up for it. Like, I got to do my first meet sometime. So, like, when doing this program, um, like, I'm doing, like, uh, the bridge by Barbell Medicine, the program to get ready for the, uh, the competition. It's more so, like, I hate being um, corny when I'm saying this, but it's, like, the way, like, I'm going about it, I've always procrastinated mm-hmm. with my, like, whatever it is. I've always said I was going to do something, but then do it halfway and then do something else. Mm-hmm. And it's been, like, well, it hasn't ruined relationships. It hasn't ruined relationships. It's just been, like, uh, detrimental and, like, keeping my word and all that. Mm-hmm. So when I signed up for that meet, that was, like, a stamp saying, all right, I'm doing this. I'm going to have to do it. Whether I puss out or, like, or do this program halfway, I'm going to be going to that meet. Okay. And so when I did that, when I, um, when I grabbed the program, I told myself, I'm going to finish this program. I'm not going to cut halfway. I'm going to do this and I'm going to keep my word because this was like a big transformation that I'm going through as fucking zen as that sounds. Mm -hmm. So like I was doing like, that's my mindset going through it. And each like, because it's my first RP based program. I've always gone like percentages. So I've like, I use the percentage as like a goal weight to hit for the RP. And what I would used to do admittedly, was whenever, like, a top set got, like, if I was doing, like, a set of four, and then at, like, three, I'd feel, like, be too heavy, I'd, I'd just rack it and go, okay, you know what, I'll just lighten the load and go to the next one, but now it's, like, once it gets heavy, I'm, like, okay, I'm not gonna stop at this point, I have to keep going, because on the other side, after that rep, like, it's, it's gonna be good for me, and it's always that mental battle every mm-hmm. time I'm doing that, like, it's like that for bench all the time. It's like that for squats mostly. Deadlift is not as much because it's, it's my best one. But squat especially, like, I have to fix my form. But there was always times where I was that... There was a few times where I was that gym noob just, um, like, doing a bit of a louder grunt just to, like, avoid, like, backing out and pushing out just because it was like, I need to do this, like... Or else, I'm just a, another puss boy, just not keeping his word. Yeah. So it's a a more so serious transition into my first meet than other people would like it. Yeah. Where a lot of people are just gonna be like, "Oh, I just want to go to my first meet and have fun." But yeah, this one in particular is like, it's just um, exercising. Um, like I guess no, what is it? It's exercising like. A word muscle. It's not a word muscle, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like getting the pattern down. Just mm-hmm. gain that pattern, a, a big boost in that pattern, just so that when I do other stuff and I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Because I, I was like that a few times for the sketches, but I was like that a lot during my career in sports, mm-hmm. where I said I was going to do something, and then I changed my mind after, and then a lot of people were like, well, what happened with that? What happened with that? And you know, like, you get that feeling where it's like, I not you didn't let them down, but like, kind of let yourself down. And but then you didn't do it. Yeah. You let yourself down, yeah. But like, you feel embarrassed because like mm-hmm. a lot of the people that don't, didn't believe in you, 
like every time you don't do something, they have that card that goes, oh, mm-hmm. well, you said you were going to do it, but you didn't do it, so ha-ha, and take that. So it's more so like getting out of that cycle and transitioning into not just getting out of my comfort zone, but just building a new identity for myself. Mm-hmm. So it was just so that... Oh, I'm just pausing for a sec, but... Oh, oh okay, okay, sweet. But it was just... um. It was just more so building my identity because I was just mm-hmm. going. I was going through a lot personally, in terms of like, uh, what I, like, what I want to do, like, who I am as a person. That when I signed up for this first powerlifting meet, I was so worried before. Oh well, I'm not going to look as strong as all the other lifters. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to, like, I'm at that, like, there are guys that are going to be 17, 18, and I'm 21, and I'm yeah. going to be lifting their weights, or they're going to be like, going to have 400 Wilks and all that. Yeah. But I just, I, I, like, when I used to think like that and then back out, like, I immediately, like, cut myself off mentally and just, like, hold up, just burp, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all serious and just rip a big one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, I would cut myself off and right away I'd be like, it doesn't matter. No one gives a shit. Just do your own thing. And that's just a starting point. And then afterwards, even if it's, like, a couple months down the down the road, you'll be way stronger than you were before. So it's not just I you I do look at other lifters as like um like as like a scale of expectation. Like mm-hmm. not like unreasonable. Like I don't look at Kayla Wool and be like, I gotta lift this at the meet. But I look at guys like similar to my strength, body weight, and when I see them lifting a good amount, I say, Alright, well for the next training session I'm gonna try or I'm gonna do this. Like I say I do just so that I don't go well, I think, I don't know, I'm going to hit this, but, so I say, I'm going to hit this weight, not for, like, a single max, but for, like, a training max, like, for, like, RPA, for example, it's like, I'm going to hit this, even though I haven't hit it before, I know, deep down, I can hit it, and so it's just a lot of that for the, like, the last four weeks, especially, like, when I started that program, and so far, it's been going crazy, like, crazy mm-hmm. well, okay. just getting out of my comfort zone and all that. So for, like, people, like, wondering what it's like going to your first meet, it's a lot of, like, personally, it's a lot of anxiety Mm because it's a lot of where people are going to think of me. Like, it's I've dealt with a lot of that Mm -hmm. where it's, like, they're going to see me in, like, 83 kilo or they're going to, yeah, they're going to see me lift this weight and then that's just normal weight to other people. I'm just, like, no one will give a shit. And then I thought to myself, well, you just said it. No one's going to give a shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, no one cares. Like, if it's your first meet, like, people are going to be, might be more supportive because it's your first yeah. meet. Like, I just give myself that self-talk just so I can just keep going through it and don't, like, back out. Yeah. Because I always had, like, anxiety whenever plans, like, right away, not right away, but, like, once, like, the day of, like, the plan comes up, I'll, like, back out. Mm-hmm. Because I felt, I keep thinking to myself, oh, well, I'm probably forcing it. Oh, man, they probably don't want to do it. Oh, man, I'm probably, like... Like, it's just a back-and-forth mentality, so it's just a lot of shutting off, being like, no, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. And yeah. that's just been what it's been like going into my first meet. Yeah, and I, it's interesting what you say is kind of using a meet kind of get through like a mental block, or like, yeah. I wouldn't call it a rut, but something just to prove and something just to accomplish. And I think you're going to find with your first meet that 
you're, you're definitely going to have anxiety and you're definitely going to be nervous. And you, most people are. And most people actually kind of should be. But once yeah. you get there and lift weights and you're just going to notice that no one no one cares what weights on the bar. They're going to want to see you do well. Like no one, no one really wants to see anyone bomb out. Yeah, you know, even even in higher level competitions, people don't want to see other lifters bomb out. Like they want to see those lifters put in their best day, and you beat them on their best day. So, with like your first meet, it's like almost the same mentality. You're gonna get there, you're gonna hit that first squat, and then you're just gonna feel like, oh, okay, this isn't as bad. It's actually pretty fucking fun, and then afterwards. Then the then you're already thinking. Actually, you know what happens a lot after someone's first meet, they want to get in the gym so goddamn quick that I've seen people complete their meet and then go to the gym later in the afternoon. How did that work out for them though? It was. I mean, as far I mean, the the weight that they're moving at their very first meet isn't like terribly heavy, but they just kind of wanna. They're just so like high on adrenaline that they just want to go and train they want to go and work out and it's and i've seen that before at my old gym where this guy he would always talk about competing then he got to competition he just came to the gym and then he's like yeah i just got done with it i'm like oh then what the fuck are you doing here man like go home it's like go home and celebrate he's like no i just you know kind of wanted to you know do a little more workout and you know kind of work towards my next competition and part of me like thought it was fucking adorable that this dude wanted, like, he was so happy and had such a good time at his first competition, wanted to get in the gym as, as soon as possible so he can do it again. So he can go to the next competition. And, you know, it was, like, a lot of people would call him stupid. I'm like, dude, fucking do it, man. I'm like, you're you're not going to, you. he understands that he's not going to go into prep right away, but he just was so happy to get his first meet done. But then you get to go. Then you wait the next day. Then you get all your cramps. Like when yeah. you go to your next gym session. Well, and, and I always said um, this happened to me. Actually, my first meet too. I was I, I was the same way. And now I didn't want to go to the gym later that night. Um, I wanted to go home and eat and you know kind of celebrate with my family and friends. But yeah. I I jumped right back into training like three days later. Right back mm-hmm. into prep. Right back into programming. And if you do if you do a nine for nine meet, I don't know why your body feels amazing afterwards. Like, you don't have a whole ton of cramps. You don't have a whole ton of aches. You just kind of feel good. If you go, like, the the meets that I've gone, like, seven for nine, I felt it the next day, and I don't know why. Hmm. It is is a strange thing. Maybe, well, you didn't do, like, like weight cuts for that, though, no? Oh, no, no. Absolutely not. I'm not saying I'm doing a weight cut. I'm just saying, like, when, like, you get, like, cramps or, like, you feel like yeah. shit the next day, like, you would, like, was that because of, like, weight cuts or, like, water cuts that you did, like, the meet before? Pos- possibly. It could also be a lot of people aren't used to doing, you know, all three movements in one day. People aren't used to taking three attempts. People aren't used to just that whole, just, and also the meat itself um, is going to be strenuous, just being there. Just, like, and mm-hmm. kind of waiting around, like, that. that's, that's one of the, like, waiting around, waiting for your turn. Uh, you know, just like, that's when people cramp up and that kind of stuff. Um, and then like the anxiety causes you to piss and shit like three or four times a day or three Mm -hmm. or four times at the meet. So that will dehydrate you. So that's why you got to hydrate better. So that's why people get cramps and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing that I don't know why certain meets that I have a meet and I'm like, I could lift the next day if I wanted to. 
And there's other meets where I'm just in I'm fucking like bedridden. Well, like, what's what sports did you play before? Like when you did powerlifting, uh, I played football and baseball. You played football and baseball, okay? Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess it's more so like maybe your body's used to like being mm-hmm. on off on off on off, like especially like yourself when you play football and baseball. Well, and when you went to powerlifting, maybe you're just not used to like waiting for that long period of time and then going all out and then waiting for a long period of time and then restarting again. That's just like a hypothesis, maybe. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, I understand what you're, <coughs> what you're saying. It's like, but I'm just like kind of talking about that beginner like mindset or that begin oh, like okay. going into your first meet. Like, y- y- it's it's once you do it, actually, and I and I say it's actually before. It's like once you get your first squat, you're just gonna get so like absorbed into the competition and the atmosphere around it and the community that it's going to kind of just change your mentality. With how you do things. And the, the one of those things is thinking about the next competition immediately. Even if you don't do well. I've met so many people who just are automatically thinking about the next competition. Which is good like 95% of the time. The other 5% of the time people are too high on piss and vinegar. And they think that they're a little better than they are at the sport. But the good thing about that is that you will get knocked down. And hopefully that, you know, that knockout will help you understand, oh, I need more work. Yeah, but that's what I was like, I was like, just think now, like, what the first spot, like, would look like, or, like, feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying, like, the atmosphere would be huge because it's, like, um like a regional local meet. Oh, and, but local meets, though, the atmospheres are great. Like, the, the, it's, because most, oh, most competitions I do are local meets, like, because you only get one national meet a year. Or two, right, okay. that. So most of, the, I mean, every single meet I've done, even the national meets and the world competitions I've done, I would qualify those as local meets too because of the competition. But the atmosphere is just always really good. Just see, it like very similar to hanging out with people in the gym, or mm-hmm. you know, just talking to lifters you like, or talking to your friends. You're gonna do that at the powerlifting meet. You're going to go in the warm up area, and you're gonna be hanging out with just fellow powerlifters. And every single meet I've done, it's been the same thing. We all had labs in the backstage, had labs in a warm-up room. When I was in different countries and when I was in different states, it was always the same thing. Just, mm. we're talking shit, we're warming up, we're talking about, you know, past meets and all that kind of stuff, telling stories. Like, that's, that's the, I don't care if you're a boss of bosses or you're fucking, you know, at a high school gym. It's going to be the same thing. Did you have, like, moments, like, in your first meet when you were in the warm-up room and you were warming up with your weight and then you look over at the guy warming up with his weight and it was, like, way, not, like, way more than your max, but it's, like, you could tell he lifted more than you, Mm -hmm. like, in the warm-up room? Like, did that, like, psych you out the first time? Now, I'm going to sound arrogant here, but my first meet, I won that quite easily. Well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I won my I, I won my first meet as a junior quite easily. Right. Um, yeah, I think by like forty Wilkes points. Jesus so, Christ. no. But I will say this: it won't, it won't, it won't psych anyone out because. Well, and, well, and well, let me let me uh, let me give you another example because it wasn't my first meet; it was APF Nationals. That was mm-hmm. my second meet was uh aapf raw nationals right now that i wasn't now i wasn't psyched out when i saw that like when i saw somebody lift 
way more weight because at that meet there was heavyweights there was multiply guys there was guys with wraps who were moving like 900 pounds on squat and and actually during the weigh-ins i saw the sizes of them and my yeah. first meet i was about as big or if not like muscular than most of the people because it was only juniors and teens so i was a, the very last actually that was my only competition as a junior um like I was like okay, you know you kind of have that confidence like okay I look I look bigger than these guys I look more muscular I have more muscle in my body so maybe I'll do well. The nationals I remember getting the way the weigh ins I'm like holy fuck these guys are massive like I'm in way over my head like these guys but then as the weigh ins were on like as as I was going in the lines I started getting into a zone into yeah. like a zone where like I was just focused. And that was that was before that was the twenty four hour weigh in. The next day, the same thing. I was just in a laser focus where I seriously didn't acknowledge anyone. I was just focused on getting my shit in because of how, because I knew I had to be on my A game to win. Right. So it was. It, it's either it's you know, and it could be different for other people. It could be sink or swim. But that's that actually helped me seeing people who are much stronger. Um, that meet I did really well too, and that's what and. You're you're probably gonna always surprise yourself how well you're gonna do because that meet, my very first meet, my goal was the podium. My goal was just to get third, and I did much much better than that. Because mm. I've always like been worried, like when I was doing the prep, like or like, during this prep, I've always seen the lifters. Every time they do a meet, they all the number one. I'm sure we've always like you guys talked about this on the podcast like a few times. The number one thing they say right from the start from a meet recap is not the meet I wanted, mm-hmm. but yeah. so I'm thinking. I always think like, fuck, okay, no matter what I do during training, like I'm probably not gonna hit the numbers I want yeah. at the meet. So even though I was thinking about it, yeah, you know what? I think. Well, here's here's the thing. I think the people that we see a lot posting that are. There, there's, it's gonna like group into two people. One is the people who are too high on piss and vinegar, who set way high, way higher expectations than they should for themselves, yeah. and they don't meet those expectations, and they fail in the process to even come close to that. Like their goal is to go nine for nine total this much, but then they only go up five for nine because going nine for nine for them was to move weights that they have no business moving. Yeah. And then the other spectrum is the elite level lifters where it's really difficult to top what they've done because they're it's like they're at like a 0.1 percent of lifters so the fact that they want to and they of course you want to beat your last meet well the last meet for some people they total 2k and they have a 550 wilts like it's hard to top that man it's hard it's 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 really difficult not a lot of people in the sport can even do it so like that's a spectrum of the two i think if you're smart enough and you work hard enough you will be happy with your first meet you will you can go nine for nine in your first meet and if you don't go nine for nine perfectly fine but because i was looking at like the numbers i'm like all right these numbers seem reasonable like to hit though like i'll say the numbers later but it's like all right these are the numbers i'm uh, that i want to hit and the way i'm training so far it's on the right track but Uh Yeah. But, like we'll see how we'll see how the meat goes, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, I was like, all right, let's be honest though, I'm probably not gonna hit those numbers, even though I really want to, because that's what 
how powerlifting goes. It's mm-hmm. like you don't hit the numbers you want to hit. But like I don't know, it's just a back and forth thing where I've been going. Where I'm like, well, how can I not hit those numbers? Like, I yeah. know I can hit those numbers, but yeah. for some reason I can't do them. Like, how's that? But I get the the different environment where it's like you're waiting 15 minutes and all that. Your body's not used to it, and you yeah. just gotta jump in right away. But it's like, but that much of a difference, like from your like training max versus your competition max. Yeah. Like, like that's what I don't get. Like, yeah. that's why I think, like, lifters, some lifters maybe didn't, of course, like, I have no, no, like, say in this, because this is my first meet, but it's, like, maybe it's, I don't know, like, hydration or something, or it's, like, mm-hmm. pre-activation before you're going to your next, but it's, like, shouldn't your body be used to lifting that weight anytime, like, no, no, um, William, that's not the case, that's not the case, but it's, like, it's, you should be at least like ten pounds off your max weight in training, mm-hmm. unless you're like at an elite level where it's like let's say like twenty pounds. Yeah. But let's just say like like my I've squatted in the I've deadlifted five hundred pounds in the gym with like wraps, but I know for sure I'm not going to hit that at the competition because I did that with wraps. Mm-hmm. But I did do four seventy five, like conventional. Yeah. Like at the gym. But I'm not expecting to not hit 430, let's say. Like, I know I can hit that any day, any time of the day. Like, in my sleep, I can mm-hmm. hit that weight. Yeah. But it's just a matter of, like, how much of a difference could I uh, have compared at the competition? Because 475 in the gym is completely different to 475 at competition. Yeah. 475 in the gym, I was going at my own well, pace. Well, I'll say this. It, it might not be. It might actually be easier in competition. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. It happened to me, too, where, did, I mean, different equipment, better equipment. Um, adrenaline does actually have something to do with it. Um, I didn't believe it at first, but it does. I've hit 6.11 in competition, and in the gym I hit 6.10. 6.11 felt like a feather. I really? don't remember it coming. I don't remember what it felt like, how quick it was. It felt that good, and... It's it's if and but at the same time I did everything correctly, I really? I pro I I programmed correctly I you know I did my warm ups correctly at the meet I ate well during the meet there was a good enough time where I could rest where I could stretch out it it doesn't when people say gym lifts don't count there is a reason why they say that and I think it's because of just different variables and not everyone has to accommodate for or account for because usually in the gym and you're you know you're doing what you want your weights there uh you ate probably normal the variables that come in during competition don't apply for some and they definitely don't apply for me because i don't cut for meats at all um, I have a regular meal right before weigh-ins. I am like five pounds underweight, so I'm good there. I do SPD a lot in the gym, so I'm not really fatigued. It's 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 easy for I eat normally. Like the regular day of eating is what I do for the meat because it's a it's just another day at the gym for me. So, and the. And usually with a different atmosphere, with um, different equipment, better equipment, 
it's it's easier for me at the competition occasionally. Uh, and other people who have really good gym lifts, they're doing the variables saying they have to go through a massive weight cut. They use certain equipment. They don't have judges to call their squats. Like, if you do things correctly, it should be very close. And that's why I tell people, like, um, Russ Orhi and Noriega, for example. Yeah. They are more in jeopardy of really leaving a lot of weight on the platform because they have a lot more variables to account for. They yeah. have a weight cut. They uh, Noriega especially is very technically proficient where he needs to make sure his technique is down. If he has probably a little bit of a mishaps, he might not get the weight up. He might not hit depth. He might, you know, he might misgroove on a bench. Like, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, or he's got a big, big weight cut as well. The difference is their totals are so fucking high that if they do fuck up, they're still going to be top five. Yeah. Me, for example, if when I go into USAPL and Na- Raw Nationals, my numbers are going to be very similar to what I hit in the gym. But the numbers aren't massively big. Mm-hmm. If, if, if that makes any sense. So... But I, I don't have as I have nearly enough variables to account for when it comes to the top guys. Like, don't have to worry about weight cut. Um, knock on wood, my competition depth is very, very similar to my gym depth. So there's no problems there. Um, I don't think I've ever got called on a technical issue like my ass leaving the bench um, or like a soft lockout. So, like, mm-hmm. it's very similar. Like, the other guys might have those variables that – you know, they have to account for. Right. Yeah, my biggest worry also is just, like, going into competition. Like, that's why I have to, like, pay close attention to my in my training than I've ever had before in terms of, like, depth, in terms of, like, um, like how my form falls in, especially on bench, like, my ass doesn't lift up. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm just treating it as if, like, all right, so if I'm lifting how what I want to lift in competition, I'm sure, like, that's how a bunch of power lifters, especially – and like the top levels think, mm-hmm. especially yourself. Yeah. Where, when every time you're going through a set, especially in warm up, you go, all right, so that was pretty good. All right, well, I just gotta watch out for this. Just watch out for that for my next set. I'll maybe maybe keep in count of X Y Z. Like when I'm squatting, for example, if I don't, I love training without a mirror, and that's perfect for like competition because there's no mirror in competition. Because mm-hmm. when I don't have a mirror, I know for sure I hit dip or I hit below. Yeah. But when I have a mirror, for some reason, I can never hit depth. Or when I feel like I'm not hitting depth, I go way further down than I used to. Mm-hmm. And then I see myself freaking out, and then I freak out. And then it's like a grind just to, like, lift that weight up. Yeah. So, like, going through the warm-up, I know, all right, so that was a bit high. That was a bit low. That's yeah. what it feels like to be, like, parallel um, bench. All right, that's what it feels like to have your ass up. Maybe just focus on... Maybe keeping your chest up, and when you're pressing, mm-hmm. push yourself away from the bar, yeah. all of that. But it's just more ego also. It's just like platinum on bench for like like two years, I'd say. Yeah, a year and a half where I've like plat- like I've had like s- slower progression than I've wanted to, but I know it's just my progression, and so I'm just it's it's just more so going like through my own pace. Especially, like, because before I lifted with shit form, and then I'm lifting the same way with better form, and so I know I'm progressing in that way rather than just numbers. Mm-hmm. So I always have to remind myself of that. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, that's, 
basically like the mindset going in mm-hmm. is just not making sure my ego takes over and lift more than I can handle when I'm not doing proper form, especially. Yeah, and I've always told people like, and I think you will be fine when it comes to meet day, but not to overthink their first meet because it's just your first meet. Like, it's no need to think that too deep into it. Just go in there and. It's going to sound like a cliche, but the reason why cliches are cliches is because they're true. Just go mm-hmm. in there and have fun, and it will work out in the end for you, uh, especially if you're doing the right things during program. So really looking forward to see you do that. Um, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. Like, I'll, keep, like, I'll post it. Uh, I'll make a separate post for that, though, for those who uh, want to follow you five fans who want to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the two the two white lights listeners definitely will uh, give you a follow, and um, yeah, and again, really excited to see that. And also, uh, before we close out this interview, wanted to ask you, who is your favorite person to sketch? Please say me. Well, it's obviously fourteen O Power. I knew it. <laughs> but yes. like the other, my other favorite, um, well, because it's different, because. I've had a lot where I thought to myself, all right, this is going to be a good one, and then it comes out, like, not as well as I expected. Mm-hmm. And then one where it came out so well in my eyes where it's like, I can never, ever, ever replicate this. Yeah. So one of my favorites, I can't list the top favorite. I can list, like, I'll list three max. Okay. Like my Do a Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore of your sketches. All right, my Mount Rushmore sketches. So four. pull that up. Because I got it on my phone here, and I'm just going to go back on my wall and just find it. But I know one for sure is Russ Roll. Okay. Russ Roll was my absolute favorite for that. Um, let's see. I'm looking through. And there's a big pause coming through. Uh, yeah, Russ Roll. Um, Kayla Wollum, because it was like a, a big step. Mm-hmm. That was a big step in... Um, my like uh i guess the, it's not really career but it's like big step in the in the journey mm-hmm. um pete rubish looking at that one that came out really well and let's see because a lot of them came out way better some came out not as well but the most recent one um stacy bird oh, stacy bird I I had to I thought to myself like right, I'm just gonna take a next step on this. I put it on my story where I compared my last my first and latest one like sketches. Yeah. And I said I was gonna take a next step, and you heard it first here. Like one of the one of the next steps I want to do is probably because a lot of people have been asking like what are you gonna do when you draw everybody. Well, one of the things I want to do after that is. Um, sketch out like big moments from their lifting career like so Stacy for example like a famous picture where she's like celebrating right after like a hitting a PR yeah hitting, like three white lights like that sketch for example of like Stacy Bird like do something similar to that where like Taylor Wollum when he got that world record deadlift had that iconic picture of like the ref holding up like his hand but with like a thumb and like a finger on his like wrist or when he's like celebrating but just like do something like that where i'm just like sketching out um just iconic moments from their lifting career that's a really cool idea i like that a lot yeah Yeah, i had to i had to think about like what to do next because i knew i'm like all right so somehow i'm gonna hit a brick wall in 
doing these. So yeah. I'm just thinking like four steps ahead mm-hmm. in case that does happen. Like have like a backup plan. Yeah. But back to the question, since I found the sketches, the Mount Rushmore was like Russ Wall. Mm-hmm. It was Izzy Burr. It was Pete Rubish, and it was uh, Kaylee Wallen. Nice. But I'll put yours as an honorary on the uh, Mount Rushmore. I thank you. I'll be uh, like the uh, the thing that was behind the statue. Yeah. Or like when you get to the statue or the monument, it's like a little like plaque. But I'm I'm, I'm gonna actually make my own. <laughs> I'm gonna make my like my own Mount Rushmore for you because I'm looking through your page right now. I'm looking at the ones I liked. I nice. love Garrett's. Yeah. I really cool. like Garrett's on that one. Um, like on the one on his own or with? Um... Oh yeah, well the one um, that you made was just him deadlifting, not with him and uh, Miss K and his dog for no right. fear uh, no fear training and nutrition. Um, yeah. Oh, that one's adorable too, though. Fuck, that one's actually really cool. I'm looking at the no fear strength and nutrition one now, and it's awesome. Yeah, he he messaged. I I told him that I was doing one for him, but I didn't tell him when I was gonna finish that. And yeah. when I messaged him, Garrett, if you're watching this, or if watching this, wow, I'm stupid. If you're <laughs> listening to this, um, love you, bud. Like he messaged me, he's like, dude, like I'm in tears right now. And I'm like, no, dude, it's okay. He's like, how much? He's like, what's your what's your what's your Venmo? And I'm like, dude, it's okay. It's from the heart. He's like, give me your fucking Venmo. I'm like. Okay, I'm like, I, I do PayPal's at work. He's like, yeah, give it to me now. Nah. <laughs> no. But he fucking loved it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm i looking like, at that one right now. I really like it. Um, Let's see. I like that. Oh, I like Dawson's. Dawson oh, with him. God. That's a fucking hilarious one. Yeah, I, I love that one, too. I, I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah. So I'm putting those, are, that's one and two. Um. Yeah. Oh, uh, Forsaken Warrior. Only because really? th- you just nailed that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you nailed I it. I, needed, I didn't think I did a good job on that one. No, you nailed it. It looks exactly like him. You got the animal picture. It looks like him deadlifting. It's it's a perfect one. I don't know. It's like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, well, there's actually a lot now. I don't know if I can get that. it to four. Fuck. All right, now this one's going to be hard. I'm looking at Matt. Like, I realize I forgot Matt Lennon. And I actually really loved that one when I did. And yeah. Or, um, or Robert Oberst. Those two were, like, the funny ones uh-huh. that I really liked doing. Well, oh, I'm, I'm very happy I'm right by Don Mazzetti on your wall. Oh, yeah. I'm sandwiched in between Phil Heath and Don Mazzetti. That is a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic nope. be the meat in that sandwich. I'm honored. Uh, who else, who else, who else? Oh, it's true. Yeah, you're in between them. Like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just sandwiched like, right in between. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good. I'll throw I, the sketches. Let me restart on a. Let me restart on that because I just I completely forgot a bunch though, and I did have a Mount Rushmore before, but I can't believe I excluded the ones I originally. You can make a sketch of your Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Or you can just do, like, a cheap Photoshop where it's, like, actual Mount Rushmore, but it's just Photoshopping, like, the drawings on there. Yeah. Like, a really bad Photoshop. <laughs> Let me see. But Alan Thrall, though, was, like, you check the Alan one. That one was one of my favorites. I just realized. Yeah. I gotta I gotta come up with the fourth one. I, I thought I would have this, like, pretty quickly done, and I don't, and I feel... Yeah, no worries. Fuck. Because I'm trying to think of one that's, like, so accurate and no and, and i'm saying this because they're all good 
and I'm having a hard time picking that last fourth one because I'm like trying to pick between like four people. But yeah, no I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Captain America hack on this one. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a badass. It's a it's a badass picture, and he's probably my favorite lifter right now. So yeah, that's I my Mount Rushmore of Liam Robbins sketches. Garrett hack. Forsaken Warrior and Dawson, yeah. and Dawson, Dawson, that, that one's just so fucking fun. Because the video, I didn't even know that video existed, and when I watched that video, I laughed my ass off. Because he had like five hundred, he had four hundred pounds on his chest, and he's smiling. He's like, "Oh, can someone help me?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> and his and his awesome and his awesome Southern accent. I remember um, when I did John Hack, he uh, he posted it. But the number one thing, because I was aiming for angle, so a lot of people were saying, dude, your right foot is fucking huge compared to your left foot. Oh, no. I just noticed that now. Yeah. Like, I, you see the comments for that. It's like, yo, dude, why is the foot so big? I'm like, it's the fucking angle. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm checking. I'm like. You know, people got upset for mine that you didn't have me in squat shoes, which is impossible to really show. Because it's a cartoon? Well, I could do the squat shoes, but, like, Can that's you? more my signature. Like, a oh. Mickey Mouse hand. I don't... Yeah, but I was just saying, like, it's a... Like, why? I like, I don't know. I was like, guys, shut... I, I, was, I thought that was stupid. And then the other thing yeah. was they said I didn't have a red, red, white, and blue belt. Oh, that one... That one's on me. I completely forgot to put, a, put that on. Like, I checked, like, um when you posted it. I saw it was, like, white. I was like... Fuck me, I forgot. Well, now, but now I have a white belt. Oh, you have a white belt? Yeah, I do, and I'm, I'm, so the red, white, and blue belt that I have is not USAPL, IPF approved. Are you serious? Yeah, so, because it was like a nameless brand. Yeah, you can only get certain belts approved from IPF and USAPL. Yeah. So I have to buy, so the, I bought an Inzer white belt. So, you, you got ahead of it. It was perfect. Okay, perfect. In that case, I didn't do anything wrong. I got everything I wanted. Yeah. Um, and everyone said it needed more blood on the shins. I think that's a perfectly bloody shin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking, I'm re-looking at all the comments again, because I haven't seen them in a while. On yeah. yours? Yeah. Yeah. Buff Ibrahimovic. So, um, now animate the belt flip. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. He, yeah, he pity on your no calf syndrome. He gave you some calf gains. You know what? I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna sound. I don't have small fucking calves. Who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Abi. You, you have solid calves. Also. I don't have small fucking calves. That's the thing. Like, don't you, don't say I have small calves if I don't. He definitely gave me really big. You definitely gave me really big calves, but I don't have small calves. I mean, like I give. Well, yeah, like, I, I was being generous with the calves, too, I'll say. But, yeah. yeah, that's what I told Garrett. But but it's tough for me to draw calves nowadays because it's like I draw them too, either too small or too big, and I gotta, like, be, I gotta make a decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? The calves look good. I'll yeah. just the calves. That's the yeah. number one thing. I like it. Number one controversy. I, I, yeah, I just realized that comment. I should have yelled at the guy more. Like, fuck you. like, wait, hold on. You're like, I'm not one of these power lifters or bodybuilders who complains about their calves. You know why? Because I don't give a fuck how big yeah. my calves are because a cal- my calf size is not going to help me squat or deadlift. So I don't mm-hmm. give a flying fuck on how my calves look. <laughs> I don't have no calf syndrome because I don't care about my calves at all. 
But if oh, that guy wants to give all caps though, like in the comment section, whenever someone said that. Yeah, and that was the first time someone's see. Like, I hate when people label me for something I don't do. Like, I, dude, I never fucking said I had small caps. Don't. Oh shit! Yeah, this happened once on my page that I kind of got pissed off at this person, and I um, left him a very smart ass remark. They asked if I don't have why I don't have coaching, and I think I said once I'm like, yeah, I'm poor. Yeah, how I don't have coaching. Yeah. Okay. So I I think I said like once like I'm poor. Just as a joke. Mm-hmm. And then somebody asked again on my comments, like, why don't you have coaching? And then somebody else commented, he's like, um, I, I think because he, he broke, lol, and then he put the fucking <laughs> things. And then I'm like, hey man, I'm like, do I know you? And he's like, uh, no. I'm like, oh, then don't fucking talk. I'm like, don't speak for me. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know you like that, man. And he DM'd me and apologized. He's like, oh, I didn't know that this was. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, don't. Fu-. I'm like, don't like say much. I'm like, don't speak for me, dude. It's my page. I'll, I'll do it myself. I'm a big boy. <laughs> don't do my job. It's like don't. It's like I'll, I'll speak for myself, man. I'll, I'll say if, if I don't have the money to get coaching, but don't. You're not my fucking like. You're not my confidant. Yeah, you're not my yes. fucking assistant. Like don't comment for me dude but yeah <laughs> that's a, that'd be, that was hilarious though I remember I saw that like um that he broke low and then I was just waiting like oh fuck like something's gonna happen <laughs> yeah well I mean yeah I get triggered pretty easily on Instagram yeah like is this scale to size or like what do you mean well, I know, like, I'm just reading the comments. Oh, oh, you're still reading the comments? Yeah, scale to size. And I, th- I think, I'm like, no, I'm... You no caps syndrome, so you gave some cap gains. As if, like, you reached out to me before I posted, like, yo, bro, can you give me caps? <laughs> a lot of people think, a lot of people had to tell me that, or ask me, if, like, hey, uh, how much did you pay him? So I was, so I was like, you, if, like, you gotta get a quote yourself, because I don't want to tell them I didn't pay you. Yeah, it's like to like to avoid the like, future purchases. So I'm like, you gotta get a quote from him. Yeah, that's why like a lot of the people that message me are like, how is it that like he doesn't pay and you and you repost and you post it and I gotta pay and then you don't post it? It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but yeah. I did have like lifters who like paid like good like big pages mm-hmm. like big lifters that are on my wall that paid. Like, um, I don't know if I should say. Yeah. Should I say? Ah, that's up to you, man. Uh, uh okay, all right. I thought you were like... No, uh, that's, uh, that's up to you. That's it's completely uh, up to you. Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. Okay. But, like, they know who they are. They're, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome. That's all I would say. They're awesome for helping out. But, like, they, there have been some that have paid, and then I posted it, because, one, they've earned it, and two... I thought it was really cool, so I just posted it. Yeah, and, like, I think I reached out to you afterwards, like, for... Because you do really good work with, like, brands and companies, too. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, it would be cool to do something for Two White Lights. And then yeah. I'm like, hey, I would pay you for that. I'm like, oh, no, no worries. I'm like, well, we could at least fucking do a trade. I don't know. Like, I'll give you... I'll send you some merch. I'll send you some, like, Two White Lights t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I think I think occasionally you must pay. For, like, that kind of service. 
No, I no, like I, I do have I do offer as a service. Like mm-hmm. I have I offer clients that like I'm doing and I'm cur- I'm that I've done and currently doing. Like I'm not saying I do do this all for free. Like there have been people for sure that um, well, and, 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 and I know this because I've seen this through my Explorer. I'm like, oh, that's that's a Liam sketch. Yeah. And it's like, there are lifters I don't know, but I'm like, I know for a fact that that's, like, that's what happened. Bad. But yeah, like, there have been people that, like, I do offer service, though, like, for, like, clients and all mm-hmm. that, but whenever I'm doing something, like, for free, it's just, like, for you, for example, like, when, when I said oh, no, man, no worries, like, I literally meant, like, yeah, no, no, like, I'll do it for free, like, I don't care, because I love doing it, mm-hmm. like, like, for Garrett, for example, when I was doing him and Miss K, I was like, no, bro, like, it's all good, like, and he was just like, like, we were going back and forth, but, like, in a good way, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely being a flight, though, yeah, no, but, like, no, I, I, I know, all right, yes, I know exactly what you mean, speaking to him, but it's like, there have been there have been a lot of people like what I've done for free and they're like yo bro like I'll pay like um what do I owe you and I'm like no bro it's all good <laughs> yeah well that means you're doing good work so I'm hoping so yeah yeah everyone is I I, I believe a massive fan of the page and um really good interview man we got into a yeah, lot it's... here we got into a lot now I did tell you it's supposed to be thirty minutes and we are on ninety. So, or way over, actually way over 90, we're actually at 120, so that means the conversation was good, uh, thank you for coming on, my dude. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man, I had a fucking blast, that was awesome. No problem, man, we'll hope to have you on again sometime, and good luck on your first meet, man, first meets are awesome. Yeah, thanks, man, I'd love to be on again, yeah, thanks, and thanks for the wishes, man, I'll let you guys know how it goes. Alright, and we're looking forward to it, that's October 4th, right? Uh, I got double check, but that should be around that time. Yeah. All right, sweet. And also follow his page. Yeah, do a little do a little plug. Oh, oh, myself. All right. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, follow my page at Liam Robbins Lift. Mm-hmm. No caps. L i m r o b i n s l i f t. I have to like pause for a sec to spell that out. But yep. at Liam Robbins Lift, I post sketches um, every. Tuesday or so, or Friday, mm-hmm. multiple times a week. If you're interested in a custom one, feel free to reach me out, and I'll give you guys all the details pertaining to how it works out. Yeah, for sure. Definitely get a sketch done by him. Also, if you have, I, I think the the opportunity for, you know, if you have a brand, a coaching company, or like you do coaching, get your logo done by him. Fucking 100%, you'll be happy. Yeah, thanks, man. No problem.